Hello and welcome to the Fortune and Freedom podcast, where Nigel Farage and Nikolai Hubble give you a unique take on what's really going on in the world of finance, investing, and politics. We hope you sit back and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome. I'm John Butler, Investment Director at South Bank Investment Research. My colleague Nick Hubble and frequent guest Nigel Farage, neither of those two are available today, but it's my pleasure to introduce my colleague, Sam Volkering. Sam is our in-house expert, all things tech. Uh, That includes artificial intelligence, which has been a huge contributor to tech's outperformance uh, in the global stock markets over the past year. He's joining me today to give his latest views on what is clearly still a big, big story uh, in the financial markets that no investor Uh, should ignore. Welcome, Sam. Hi, John. Uh, Thanks for having me on today. So, Sam, as I mentioned, you've seen this just phenomenal uh, AI-driven, or not entirely AI-driven, tech boom uh, that is pulling the broader market higher, indeed, depending on your choice of index, uh, to new all-time highs. I mean, is this really sustainable? Is, Is the story capable of sustaining these sorts of valuations in the market? Uh, in my view, yes, is that what we're, well, actually, funnily enough, we're starting to see a lot of now uh, reports that this is a bubble, that this is going to be, you know, there are comparisons, I've seen comparisons of um, NVIDIA to um, Cisco's stock price in, I think it was like 1999, 2000. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it's, you can see, you can see parallels, but you. I think people probably don't quite get their head around the fact that this isn't necessarily a sort of iPhone-style consumer product-type technology event. This is more an internet kind of technology event. So it's. I think one of the tricky things with AI is that in the last 18 months, the explosion of it into investors and the market's consciousness has been very much focused around generative AI and a lot of the things that are coming out from Microsoft and uh, Google and you know X.com, a lot of these sort of consumer-facing AI things. But if you've got to dig deeper and look to the back end of it, we're really talking about an infrastructure play and we're talking about data. We're talking about data. Uh, when you boil everything down to its simplest form with AI, it's all about data. And it's about accessing huge amounts of data, processing that data, and coming up with human-like responses to that data from machines. That's effectively what AI does. Um, and its capacity to do that is much like the human capacity to do that. It requires a brain. And like the human body, you need to eat and consume a lot of energy in order to make your brain and your intelligence work. That's very much the same thing here, is that you learn, these machines learn, they get smarter, they get bigger, they consume more energy, uh, They and it's, it's sort of an exponentially growing thing. The thing with the artificial intelligence is there's not really a ceiling on what it can do. The thing that limits AI's potential has always been the hardware and the ability for it to process 
huge amounts of data at speed and come up with, again, you know, these human-like natural language responses. So fundamentally, we are talking about a massive infrastructure revolution. And that means that much like the internet, which if you're, I don't think there's, I, I, th I think I'm pretty confident in saying there is not a single business in the entire world that doesn't utilize the internet right now in some form, whether it's payments, whether it's just having a website presence, whether it's cloud and linking to the cloud, everything is influenced in some way or shape or form by the internet. And it's very much going to be the same way with AI is that in a shorter period of time, be it five to 10 years time, every single business on earth in some shape or form is going to be utilizing AI to some degree. So it's a very significant leap in technology evolution, which requires a lot of hardware, a lot of networking, a lot of energy. And so these are all very big long-term uh, themes and structural changes, not just to the technology, but fundamentally to how our world works. That's the significance of this. And that's why I say that this isn't a bubble. There are some stocks that are overvalued and are probably trading at, at multiples that they shouldn't be. Don't get me wrong. But at the core of what's happening, um, this is a very significant change in the world. And that unlocks a lot of market potential. So that's, that's, that's my take on what's happening. But look, I mean, the devil is in the details, right? Uh, you, you look back at history and, and you do have new technologies that come online, not not artificial intelligence, of course, but you, you mentioned, you know, the, the, the initial internet revolution, which was a huge boom and we've all benefited from it. But you know as well as I do how much capital got thrown at that during the mania and how many people lost their shirts as a result. You know, one has to be slightly cleverer about these things. Do you just, you know, use the shotgun approach and, and, and basically anything that you can hit, you, know, you, you hit and snap up into your portfolio, uh, hoping that, hey, you know, one of those companies is going to be one of the big winners, or do you get more clever about it, implement some sort of picks and shovels strategy to try to get into the, the infrastructure that really matters most, uh, that's going to do the heavy lifting, as it were. Um, one thing that concerns me, and, and you, you've just alluded to this a moment ago, is that you do have, and this is, this is again, that you see this in booms bust throughout history. You're seeing this increasing, excessive concentration of market leaders, household names, companies you can't not own if you're an institutional investor who wants to claim to be you know, in on something and is going to suffer a loss of reputation if they're not in on that next big thing. It's almost too easy now to chase those market leaders. And market price action is starting to suggest excessive concentration uh, in a handful of these AI stocks. I mean, does that concern you at all? No, not really. Um, there's, you're going to get concentration because with, and, and, and we, see, we see this with NVIDIA, because the thing that NVIDIA... The thing that about NVIDIA is that their technology, their GPUs that are used for AI are so far better than any, anything else that they, they really have this, this technology moat at the moment around what they've got. So that's not changing. That doesn't change quickly. 
right? You know, they don't, they've, they've, they made a distinct shift towards AI powered GPU, not AI powered, the GPUs that power AI um, a while ago, a few years ago. Others didn't make that shift. Intel didn't make that shift. AMD kind of looked at making that shift. They took more of a server approach. Um, and so NVIDIA is just, just streets ahead. They made the right call at the right time. And to play catch up to that is really, really tough. Microsoft is talking about designing their own chips. Google's talking about doing it. Amazon's talking about doing it. That's fine. And they very, mal very well may do that. But that doesn't happen overnight. That takes a generation. It takes a couple of cycles of, of, of technology in these GPUs to even get to a level like that. So when you sort of understand the, the lead that, that a company like NVIDIA has, AMD is the closest to, the, to their technology. Um, and Intel, and IBM, all these other technology companies, they do slightly different things. So they're important as well. But for what... The direction that AI is taking at the moment, it's a bit, it's a bit like, funnily enough, there's a lot of parallels to the cryptocurrency um, story. Is that very early on, when it came to mining Bitcoin, um, it was Nvidia, it was Nvidia GPUs, like nothing else even came close, and they had such a lead on the market with Bitcoin mining GPUs or GPUs that were specifically not specifically, but but perfect for Bitcoin mining that that actually saw NVIDIA's stock price go pretty bonkers early on. That changed, but it changed five, six years later as application-specific integrated circuits, known as ASICs, became the thing. And I think that's what will happen, is that there will be better competition for some of these technologies, but it takes a few years. So until then, I don't see there being much change in the concentration of where this boom is, 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 is heading just because they've got such a moat around the technology, but it's where you start to break down into the other things. So it's a two speed sort of thing. There are some structural plays that are going to be highly concentrated, but like I said, it's, if you look at it from an infrastructure play and not just what sort of makes the AI think, like if there's a giant data center down the road from me and it's got the best, most unbelievable NVIDIA GPUs and the AI is ridiculously smart, that's great. But how's it going to get to my computer or my smartphone? You know, where's the energy coming from to power that data center? So these are the other things that we look at when we're talking about what AI is going to impact and influence. And that's where there are these other smaller opportunities. It's not a shotgun approach. Um, although right now, you know, in the sort of hype mania phase, you've gone almost could shotgun approach, but be, be forewarned that that's yeah. very much going to probably blow back in your face at some point. But if you can find the ones that are doing, you know, relatively important parts, pieces of the puzzle, again, data center stuff, servers, networking, um, data transfer, energy, these, these are very important pieces of the puzzle that make that uh, expansion of AI into the market scale and continue to be as important as it's going to be. So I think that's where a lot of the other opportunities are going to lie as well. Well, I mean, clearly you're not alone in this, right? I mean, you've obviously got tremendous general investor interest uh, in in this area, and indeed, you could argue that that this area is 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 nearly defying gravity at this point. If you take a look at broader stock market valuations, take a look at traditional industries, 
take a look at your various metrics there, valuation ratios and whatnot. You know, the, the broader the broader market is is really being left behind. And one thing that concerns me about that lack of market breadth is that you do see this trickle of underlying weaker than expected U.S. economic data and public sector spending in the U.S., given that the U.S. is not currently in recession, is off the chart. And that may have something to do with the electoral cycle in the U.S. being of particular importance this year because we're expecting close races both for the presidency and for the Congress. And, you know, the, the Biden administration is not sitting on its hands going into this, but really they're spending money at a rate, which is almost unprecedented for this stage of the economic cycle in the U.S. If we start to see some of that public sector support pulled away, what's left to support the market? Because private sector bank lending in the U.S., especially when you adjust it for inflation, has been outright negative for over half a year now. That has never happened outside of going into some sort of recession, perhaps a mild recession, but recession nevertheless. I'm just worried that we're going to end up in a situation where notwithstanding this qualitatively compelling story for AI-driven big tech, it's you're just not going to be able to see even this dynamic sector defy broader economic reality and gravity uh, if indeed we're going into a general slowdown. I'm So I, I'm you know me though. I, I'm very cup half full when it comes when it comes to investing. But I just think it's important to place a little bit of context uh, around what's happening here. Yeah, I mean, look, I I think so. When you look at where America spends its money, um, and you know, it's 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 welfare and it's military. Um, the the military spending's not coming off right. And they're in the midst of a, of, a, of a significant shift towards more advanced technologies, again, powered by AI, desperate need for semiconductor activity. There was a bill introduced into, um, into I think it was into Congress just recently, uh, called the No Russia Bill, which was about securing the supply of uranium to America. So the obviously the energy side of things is very, you know, it's not something that's going away in a, in a hurry. Um, you know, if there is a, a, a reversion to Trump, then, you know, you can guarantee that energy security in America is going to be, you know, one of the, the biggest topics of being a, a net exporter again. Um, so I think while a lot of these things, you know, even if America goes into a recession, you know, you've still got a lot of giant companies, a lot of tech companies that are very cashed up uh, that will be spending capital uh, in infrastructure development you know you look at a company like meta and and, and zuckerberg's talking about 600,000 nvidia h100 gpus to power their ai by the end of this year um at about 40 grand a pop you know that's billions that they're going to spend on this so the money is there is money out there it'll probably concentrate the market even more into this um and it will be difficult i think for investors to get excited about other sectors you know, you look at the auto market and it's just like, that's the most depressing sector in the world right now. You know, there's talk that Mercedes are even going to ditch their all EV plans and actually go back to developing internal combustion engine stuff as well. So you look into Europe and you, the situation here, you know, apparently Bruno Le Maire said that Europe's more or less broke and that they need to look towards the savings of Europeans to help fund 
their growth. So there are issues with economies around the world, which have been lingering for a while now. And I still thoroughly expect that the way that they're going to get out of this is going to be to print more money, which is going to light a fuel under the fire of the market anyway. So uh, I, I think I think things concentrate more in the market. I think the there is a continual de-dollarization uh, throughout the world and that energy security becomes, you know, again, one of the most important issues of, for most countries. But fundamentally, that money is going to keep pumping into, into tech, into big tech. I think we're going to continue to see the cryptocurrency market pop as it has in the last week as well. So there are ways for investors to make money out there and there always will be. So it can be a bit crappy looking from time to time, but there's a lot to be excited about too. Well, I think we can all agree with that. There are always ways to make money. And indeed, here at South Bank Investment Research, it is our job to always try to find the diamonds in the rough, however rough things might get uh, from time to time. Thanks for joining me today, Sam. I'm sure our viewers appreciate your time. Well, thank you for watching. And I hope you agree it's never been more important to take control of your own money, your own financial situation. We do a daily free email, a fortune and freedom daily email with lots of knowledge, lots of insight. It's a very useful way of protecting yourself for the future. So please click the link in the description or go to fortuneandfreedom.com and get my daily email.